Welcome to the Hawk Video Podcast. Today we have my co-hosts Brian and Alex, along with special guest Trail Peak. Uh, we're going to learn a little bit about their channel, and then we're going to have some fun just talking about mountain bike trail taboos, like stuff that you see on the trail that you don't like. Maybe you do some things that people don't like. And then I'm going to give you guys an update on the uh, Win My Bike contest, which has been just taking over my life. So uh, anyway, Dane and Zach, welcome. Good morning. Hey guys. Morning. How's it going, guys? Welcome to the podcast. So why don't you guys start by telling everybody who you are, like, you know, why you started a YouTube channel, why you guys, um, why people would want to watch you guys ride, um, and what your channel's all about. We started this channel uh, just after watching, you know, a lot of Nate Hills and definitely Brian's videos. Um, wanted to start doing something ourselves. Uh, we're still trying to figure it out um but i guess you would want to watch our videos because you want to see someone go rip a trail super fast and have some fun doing it so that's what i immediately noticed about your guys videos like so i clicked on one of them and i was like i was like holy shit these guys are going fast like i've seen a <laughs> lot of first person mountain biking videos but like you guys are a little different how would you guys say that you're different I think just the speed and and given that perspective, more more like Nate Hill's videos where you know he's riding these awesome trails with all these pros that can read a trail blind and smash down it, whether or not they're a local there or visiting. Um, just kind of bringing that perspective and showing people how fast you can actually ride this technical terrain. Um, yeah, I mean Zach and I both race in the pro category for enduro. So we're going to be riding all over and might as well capture it. So when we're watching the video, whose um, who's chest cam is it? It usually switches between us. Um, sometimes it'll just be Dane. Sometimes it'll just be me. Um, ideally, we want to get a little more consistent with, uh, you know, who's, who's the camera on and kind of helping people identify that. Well, that's yeah, easy. But, Look at the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we get a lot of questions yeah. on that. You know, oh, yeah. who's on the Bronson? Who's on the track? Or yeah, or 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 my favorite is when people are like, oh, new Bronson. Oh, sick! You got a new remedy. <laughs> last video. What happened to the track? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how much people love talking about gear. Oh yeah, oh, totally. You know, you post a bike check video and it gets more views than the freaking ride. You know. Um, yeah, that was that. That's a common question on all of our videos, which is why we ended up doing the bike checks. It's just because people are like, "Oh, you know, asking what tires we run, what bars we have, you know, this and that." And so it's like, might as well make a video. Yeah, another thing I noticed about you guys is that I usually don't see gloves in the video, so that's a preference. <laughs> And and you know what? I've always ridden with. I've started riding with gloves more now because your hands get sweaty and whatever. But um, yeah, that's a preference. The first ride we did on our trip to Santa Barbara, uh, we got absolutely dumped on with rain, and my gloves and all those clothes I was wearing that day were just completely muddy and completely soaked the rest of the trip. So I just went gloveless. Um. I think sometimes it just gives you a better feel on the brake or on the handlebar. Um, 
kind of yeah, agree. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, most of the time, honestly, it's like I just can't find one or the other glove. So it's like I have one and <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I won't wear them. <laughs> but I always wear knee pads. So that's that's, that's cool. Where I usually, yeah. Yeah. Definitely always wearing knee pads. That's crucial. Yeah. I gotta Seth start. keeps saying he's he Seth keeps saying that and then yeah. I keep seeing him without riding them and then wrecking. Just, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then repeating like, man, I really need to wear those knee pads. When you're a kid, you like don't wear any gear and that's like the most blissful memory, just getting on your bike and just leaving the house. Yeah, you yeah. know? And so I just hate gear. But uh yeah, you 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 need it. So where are you guys normally filming? How do you have access to all this stuff? And, uh, you know, how much of it is local? and How much are you guys traveling for? Well, I think right now we're trying to focus on California since since it's a little more local and deals with a little bit less logistics as far as traveling and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, weekends here and there. We're going down to SoCal right now when it's sunny. So, I mean, we have just insane amounts of rain right now everything's flooded up here so that's that's pretty key you know taking a six hour drive down south to go ride for a weekend that's that's pretty nice so if i'm going to show everybody like one clip from your videos to get them psyched to go and check out your channel what video should i pull it from hmm. probably Boy, can I make a suggestion, but then parlay it into more, yeah. more questions? I, I was doing a bit of digging, and uh, I mean, I am quite the pink bike troll, and I came across y'all's like season edit, and it was, oh, it was yeah. so sick. I shared it on my <laughs> Facebook page. I was like, this is oh, so sick. dope. I got to put this up. How, um that's the one I would, because I mean that one got me so stoked. That was like it had so much energy and so much character to it, and in in like really really good writing, and um, good variety of send like, me shots over a link to that. Where where's is that one going up on y'all's YouTube page, or is it like yeah. too many too many unsanctioned so you, trails or what? Yeah, are you talking about the this is NorCal volume? Yeah, two? dude, that was so dope. It was yeah. they featured you guys on. Uh, movies yeah, for your on, monday that was awesome yeah, movies for your monday. um i think that one will remain off of trail peak just <laughs> from the aspect of probably about 80 percent of those trails are unsanctioned and that's what i, I imagine yeah i mean i can't really <laughs> tell people i mean that's kind of what the whole trail peak thing is doing you know hey here's yeah. a trail you can go ride you know it's like most of that was just hey you know i'm gonna hit this jump i'm standing here i'm gonna film it so it was so yeah. much fun. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So anybody who hasn't seen Trail Peak, I left some links to their videos and a link to their main channel in the description. Like, definitely check them out. It's going to be a different style from what Brian's doing, different style from what Alex is doing, even a different style from what Nate's doing. You know, we're interested in their channel because it is different. Uh, it's both Zach and Dane, and, yeah, they rip it. But uh, right now we're going to move on to talking about trail taboos um it's just the best phrase i can come up with to describe it things that kind of <laughs> tick you off that people do on the trails maybe you do something that ticks other people off or maybe just something that's sort of controversial and i'm gonna start it off with bluetooth speakers um, <laughs> <laughs> so to me like 
a cassette is the that's the only music I need on the trail. Even if you're in a bike park, like the most unnatural place that you can find, you're still like out in the trees and the wind and there's birds and stuff. And that's sort of what mountain biking embodies. And when somebody has to block all that out with a Bluetooth speaker, kind of pisses me off. And they're never playing good music either. It's always like, it's always like, like just, you know what I mean? So like, what do you guys, what do you guys think of that? uh, That. It's seriously exactly. the worst. It's, it's the worst. It's like, God, <laughs> I, a couple times guys have done it like in cross country races. So you're like, all right, I got to get ahead. Oh, I got to get the fuck out of here because this guy's <laughs> just bebopping for the next two hours. If you're going to be with him. So what you're saying is, this is a good thing, Brian, because it motivates yeah, the hell out of you. motivator. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get I left in the dust. It. I like, I like the, I've always loved the natural sounds. Like you said, the cassette, the sound of the dirt underneath tires, the rocks, slides, like just, I want to be out in the woods. You know, that's part of the mountain biking to me and there's no need for music. Something that I've noticed with these, these videos that we've been doing is when you put these wind dampers on the the gopro it's like all you hear is the rocks rolling around you hear your tires gripping the dirt i mean that's awesome that's so awesome to me and that's that's what i like to hear when i'm on a ride i don't i don't listen to music on the ride so yeah it's definitely frustrating when someone's blasting their own music that you may or may not like out there in the wilderness so yeah i always find it's like hard to ride listening to music it throws my game off i end up crashing a bunch and yeah i just can't i can't do it (laughs) so some people make the argument that it's better than putting headphones in because then you don't know what's going on around you like what would you say to i mean i know what i say to those people is like i mean i don't care like don't put in headphones because it's going to distract you yeah and like, if you're gonna play a Bluetooth speaker, like you can play it like just loud enough for you to hear. Maybe, like, does you have to blast it? You know, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Like headphones versus like Bluetooth speakers? I'd say go headphones. Yeah, look, headphones and leave one earbud out. I mean, that's yeah, that's I think your solution there. Like, I've never thought it was considerate to be forcing your music on someone on other people. Like. That's that's a really selfish thing to be doing, especially when it's obvious that a lot of people go out to ride to kind of like get away from things and just yeah. clear their head. Last thing, last thing that's going to help that is some blaring music that they probably don't like. <laughs> I've never basic. ever seen a hiker with a Bluetooth speaker. They always have headphones <laughs> or no music. So they must hate it when somebody comes <laughs> roaring by. Like the whole hike, they probably have entire like hiker town hall meetings or whatever about mountain bikers with Bluetooth speakers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I think we all pretty much have a, a unanimous opinion on that one. Ryan, what yeah, about you? Easy one. I think my biggest thing, it's, it's kind of not exactly a trail thing, but like not doing trail work. It's like, there's all these trails out here that people have built and put time into and how many people actually get out and help fix the trails and cut the trails and like go out to your local trail work day to keep this thing going. Like I've ridden all over. I've, you know, taken it for granted just as much as anyone else, but I try when there's trail work days out there to get out there and actually put some, put some time in. So freeloaders. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 
So would you consider there any type of contribution kind of okay? Like if you give money oh, to yeah. your local trails or you, yeah. you know, money you is, help them out when they need anything. Stick sweeps yeah. when you ride. Yeah. Money is the ultimate forgiver. <laughs> and that's another thing too. It's like there's a lot of places around here where you have to pay to ride and, you know, who knows where the money goes and different stuff, different parks, but tons of people don't pay you know it's just kind of like oh we'll just go ride that's a pet peeve too it's like just do a little three buck thing or five buck thing and maybe it'll help let's say you do tons of contribution to your local trails right you give money to your local trails you help out there does that then give you a pass to ride everywhere else and be like well i contribute to my trails we're all doing our definitely parts. Definitely, kind of agree because that. that's kind of like your home gym. Like uh, these bodybuilder guys, when they work out at their home gym, they can always go to some other gym and like, hey, I'm going to work out today. So it's like it's <laughs> you're you're working on your own thing, so people can come ride your stuff, and you can go ride their stuff. It's a it's a swap. What do you guys think? What do you think, Alex? I think that's I think it's important to give back because we all get so much out of these trail centers. But what I think a lot of people don't understand is, is is the vast amount of ways that you can give back because, let's be honest, not everyone's got the money to be thrown around to their trail systems, right? But going out and doing, like, stick sweeps and, and even if you don't know how to build trail and you can't make it to the trail day, like, there's still things you can do around there, um, you know, treat, go help people understand the trail etiquette not be blown up berms at all the spots you know just do the stick sweeps and pick up trash stuff like this are also very valuable to keeping that place up and running you know so if you really don't have the time to contribute and you don't have the money to contribute just try and make as little impact on that trail and just be a good citizen of the trail so to speak yeah yeah i would say that's a good thing to go by you know, at the very least, if you see something that's wrong, take care of it. You yeah. know, you see some garbage around somewhere. Um, if you see somebody that's sort of doing something that's not good for the trails, be that guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Bare knuckles. That's what it takes. What about yeah. you, Dane? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, totally. I mean, what some things that Zach and I do on just everyday rides is carry a folding saw. So we get a lot of we get a lot of down trees from wind and stuff falling in the trail. So it's you know it's easy to carry a ten inch folding saw with us and whip it out, clear a clear a down tree pretty quickly. You know up to a reasonable size. Um, that's something that's actually pretty big in our in our area. A lot of the guys around here are like so stoked on getting a picture of themselves clearing a tree you know you go on there these guys are like getting out there right after the storm so they can rack up as many trees as <laughs> the next guy as so, many brownie yeah. points as they can yeah but um you know going back to the whole freeloading thing i think something that i've noticed is zach and i'll go build a bunch of stuff or go maintain some stuff and bring our friends there and then what happens is our friends will show us their stuff in their hometown, you know. So it's like there's a, there's definitely that kind of trade-off. Um, we've gotten some heat on some of the trails that we posted. Like someone someone said something about Suicide Trail being, you know, slightly a gray area or something. And it's like, well, 
how did I know that? You know, it's on, yeah. it's on Strava, it's on Trail Forks, it's on a hundred other videos. It's it's yeah. there. It's like, yeah, I don't dig there, but you know, you can come up and ride with me up here. So yeah. So in other words, suicide. And I, I this is huge in not so much in mountain biking, but in BMX. When you build trails, you yeah. you're only allowed to ride them if you pick up a shovel, water them, pack them. You know, so suicide trail, I guess because it's got all those jumps and sort of features that you have to build, it's sort of in that category, you would say? Uh, not even, not even really that. It was, that's why it was kind of a peculiar comment was because there's only like a few manicured, non-natural features on that trail. That's why I was kind of taken back by that comment. Most of the trail is like a 10 foot wide swath of rock garden. So, <laughs> yeah, but... I don't, yeah, some people get a little. <laughs> we know about bent some of, people. Yeah, they get, <laughs> you get a little, a little bent out of shape when you show up in their area and smash a trail. So. So it know. seems like what you said and what Brian said is, if you maintain your own trails, that sort of makes it cool to ride other people's trails. Everybody, if you're trail builders, should just kind of respect other trail builders. Like everybody, does their part. Totally. You know. I mean, I can't. I can't drive eight hours and go do trail maintenance on a trail I rode a month ago. It's like, that's, that's not, you know, You wouldn't reasonable. be doing any riding. Yeah. You'd never get anything done either. What about so. you, Zach? What do you think? Uh, totally all for doing trail work. Uh, the only thing that I don't think anyone else covered was that sometimes it's a lot, it's, hard to get out and do trail work uh official work days aren't always the most common things uh notably in our area auburn state park always needs work but hardly ever is there an official work day um so what people have to do is just get out there on their own and do it themselves uh so that's that's one limitation i see is just you know, people not wanting to get out there unless there's an official work day. But and then, are you aren't you in danger of getting in trouble if you're doing work on the trail yeah. on not yeah, an official is, work day? Which is <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Uh, you know, most of the work that needs to be done is just you know trimming branches and maybe fixing up some breaking bumps. Of course, people aren't going to go out there and build a new jump or berm, but you know. Just fixing erosion and moving trees, I don't, I don't think there should ever be an issue doing that. No, when it's not an official work day. I've seen like, I've seen like, don't modify the trail, don't work on the trail unless you're official, you know, maintenance crew or whatever. But then somebody posts to Facebook that they're fixing a breaking rut or they're clearing out a tree. The trail maintenance guys come on there and they're like, they're like, thanks, dude, that was cool. So if you're restoring the trail to its original condition, that's total. I would say that's pretty much cool anywhere. It's when you're modifying the trail that people are going to have a problem. It's, do you think it's just that's yeah. what it's, say? Yeah, yeah, but I think the difference is it's like a problem with the state parks here in California. Um, they just don't Rules. like you doing. They don't want you doing anything, and yep. it's ridiculous. The liability on their part, as they they see it, as that. Yeah, that's true. I think, I think uh, they come from the side of thinking, oh, people are going to take a shovel out there and put a ten foot jump 
in the middle of some popular trail that people are going to come up to blind, you know, it's like, yeah. I mean, that's no good for anyone, but clearing some brush here and there, down tree, fixing some bumps. I mean, oftentimes what happens is, you know, a, tra- a tree will fall down on the trail and then boom, everyone starts riding around it. Yeah. Right. And then, and then there's the a whole new, then there's a whole new section of trail. And then by the time someone gets down there to clear the trail, there's, you know, two trails now in that whole widening the trail, like, encroaching more yep. into nature. Yeah. Totally one of my more. one of my favorite things is when there's a you know, a log that falls onto the trail and you know, I'll be riding with a big old group of guys and they all just start hopping over it and I'll just be like, Wait a second guys, we got eight people here. I think we can move this thing out of the way. <laughs> sure enough, we all stop and it only takes like three guys to pick up this log and move it off the trail. So always yep. just keep that in mind. Just you know, you don't always have to walk around something. You can use your head, and most of the time, you can fix it. That's true. Yeah, there's a difference between a log that just fell there yesterday and one that's like sort of part of the trail now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Alex, what about you? What's like a trail taboo? Okay, so I was moving in one direction, but I decided to go another because that the other thing was less of a trail taboo. I was. I was debating between these two, so I think I'm gonna go with. Um, it is still about filming, but it's about filming trails that are like borderline. Like, are these are these public trails? Are these unsanctioned trails? And uh, and then sharing it. So there's a difference between sharing it and, or filming it and then sharing it publicly. And um, I know there was like back in Salida, there was this one trail that was like. In most riders' opinion, the most fun trail to go hit on just like a quick, quick ride, but um, you you couldn't, I couldn't put it up on my YouTube channel. That was the day that a day that Brian and I went with no cameras, and that's and I know that people, some people, don't you know they'll do it and just like not label it, um, yeah. but then everyone knows where it is, like what it is, and then you get people asking, and then you get someone that comments and tells them where it is, and like is that okay to do like the trails there and um you know i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know what the real proper etiquette is especially with the creation of trail forks and stuff because like like you guys were saying if you're traveling somewhere new these are these are public websites where people come in and enter whatever they want so if you're using that to figure out where to go ride how are we supposed to know if you're not from there if that's a like if that's a public trail or if it's kind of like a, you know, and then whether or not you can ride it, film it, and put it up online. That's, it's kind of a tough one. Yep. I hate it. <laughs> I try my best to, to stay away from the gray area stuff. But even like a couple of the SoCal rides, like uh, Orange County stuff, there was definitely gray area stuff, which is like, wait, oh, I didn't know. I told I tell the guys I ride with like, hey, this is going up and it could have a lot of views. So you're the locals. <laughs> you're going to yeah. take the hit, not me, even though I would take the hit too. But Oh, dude, you would get so much flack. Like it's <laughs> definitely frowned upon heavily, you know. By the locals, especially. Everyone else is probably like, oh, thanks. Like, this looks dope. I want to go ride it. Yeah. Locals are like, dude, I'm going to kill you. You're never <laughs> invited back. <laughs> Something that was funny that I saw on uh, Vital, like about a week ago, there was a Curtis Keen <laughs> edit. Uh-huh. I don't know if you guys checked that out. There was a one lap of a trail yeah, yeah, yeah. In, uh, in Trinidad, Colorado. <clears throat> 
and that does not exist in Trinidad, Colorado. <laughs> and it was funny because all these people are asking, oh, Trinidad, I didn't know there was riding there, you know, and it that trail has been labeled Trinidad, Colorado for years and years, and the people that know that it's Trinidad and know that it's not in Trinidad, it's like it's like this funny joke between everyone. That's like, cool. It doesn't actually exist there. It's somewhere else. Huh. <laughs> so if somebody huh. wanted to get call them out on it, they wouldn't even know where to look. Exactly. That, that I think awesome. that's the whole that's the whole like part of it. <laughs> Are you saying they did a good job of covering up it up? So like they kind of did their due diligence. Kind of, kind of, but. On the other hand, it's like all these pros are coming out and riding it and posting stuff on their Instagram. So really, I mean, it took me 10 minutes to find this trail. On oh, Google, yeah. And I went and rode it yesterday. That was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's burly. I mean, there's a reason Curtis was doing laps. Suspension and testing right. out there. But don't ride it. Testing. For anybody watching, don't look for it and ride it. It's funny, though, yeah. <laughs> They actually deleted one of my comments on Vital. I was like, hey, you could easily find this trail <laughs> if you spend a little bit of time looking for it. So, What, do you, guys, what do you guys think is the difference between uh, posting something to Pinkbike and something to YouTube? Because I feel like there is kind of a difference. It's a huge actually, difference, a huge I think. Difference. Yeah. Definitely the, the communities, still pretty tight I knit. think. I think the... I think there's just a difference in the communities. Uh, you know, say like Pinkbike kind of, kind of like understands, understands like you know unsanctioned trails maybe a little bit more. Um, yeah, just, you could throw yeah. copyright music on Pinkbikes. Yeah, it's all good, man. <laughs> yeah. It's all you've the seen potential, the potential. <laughs> the potential reach of a Pinkbike video is like it's big, but like you know like something you. happens on a friggin' YouTube video. <laughs> billions of people could see it yeah totally yeah it's not yeah yeah youtube has everything from the most sophisticated mountain bikers to the most unsophisticated mountain bikers <laughs> that just think you can ride a bike anywhere or that don't really understand the the issues that go behind trails and like the amount of people that screamed at each other before bikes were allowed somewhere you know um <laughs> you know the history behind every trail that allows bikes and the work that went into it and how how thin of ice some of these places are on, you know, to just not allowing bikes again. Yeah. Like, yeah, one close run in with a hiker and psh, done. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's yeah, the one thing right. people always ask me when I travel around. They're like, oh, you're from the Bay Area, so you must ride in Marin County a bunch. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't go to Marin <laughs> there's, County. There's it's no controversy. There. It's just friggin' – it's nothing but hate, really, and – from both sides like there's kind of a, a new movement which i hope these guys are successful but like occupy single track you know they're going to try to like show a force like hey we want more trails built and you should be an advocate if that's your hometown but like i don't want to get anywhere near it because it's just such negative energy of like the hikers hate you and the bikers hate the hikers and whoh man i don't need that man yeah yeah <laughs> I it, is, it is something different over there in Marin. It's like you ride there and you have this different vibe because you feel like you're doing something wrong almost and you gotta always watch your back for people. It's, it's like a weird weird spot for sure. Yeah, and, of that. and I hate to be so like, oh, 
because you know if you don't stand up for your rights like we're just mountain bikers but you know if people didn't stand up for what was right and being oppressed like this country wouldn't exist kind of thing but yeah i don't know when there's other stuff like 30 minutes away <laughs> all you Brian, can do is you look out for your own best interests just mountain bikers bro come on <laughs> just mountain bikers yeah <laughs> So, uh, so Dane, what's what's uh, one of your trail taboos? How about the uh, the guy that doesn't bring anything? <laughs> trail mooch. The mooch. So the guy who's tired, he's got inner tubes and it goes flat, and then your one inner tube, in case your tubeless blows, you got to give it to him. Do you? Can I yep. use your pump, bro? Hey, do you got a CO two? Hey, you got water, you got any food? I had a great. I had a great story about that. I had a buddy, we were riding in Santa Cruz, I don't know, four or five hours into a ride, and he's like, oh, does anyone have anything to eat? And I pull out a, you know, Nature Valley bar, and he's like, oh, I don't like those. I don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) What? He was, was like, dissing me. Like, dude, here's some food. Eat it. Why are you complaining about it? It was like, oh, man. Can't can't help himself. So uncontrollable wow. cramps or oh, oh I, can't, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, it's like man. a really a real physical response, you know, like the bonkings, like these people. All of a sudden, they were like fun fun riding mates, and now they're just like divas and and <laughs> just complaining about the entire uphill the entire way, and yeah. like moving at half the pace. It just turns into a bad ride. You gotta. <laughs> and I'm talking about, you know, like the, those epic rides, like the big Colorado yeah. rides. Like you're out for six hours or like in the in backcountry in Pisgah. You've got to bring the food and you've got to be eating it regularly. They're tougher than that. They don't need that. <laughs> They're definitely pickier than that when they turn down a Nature Valley bar. Yeah. So like that's crunchy. I don't like crunch. I, I like the soft, the soft bars really. Yeah, I've never seen I've never seen anyone turn down a Snickers bar. That's true. That's true. That's a good one too. That gives I have you some seen somebody turn sugar down a Snickers bar. We've, we've been just starting to carry pure candy at this yeah. point. Yeah. Your body cheap, processes and it real quick when you're working. It's just sugar. Like that. It's exactly what you want. It's instant yeah. sugar. I really want to. I, I would like someone to explain to me the difference between a, you know, a Sour Patch Kid and a Shot Block. Yeah. <laughs> Marketing. I'll tell you what the difference is. One costs two, one costs like seven. Yeah. <laughs> Would you also include in that category the person who's just a general liability on the ride? Their oh their shit is always breaking. Yeah. Like Alex was yeah, yeah. in the my like little road bike trip with him. I was waiting for that to come up. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean that kind of leads into another thing Zach probably has on his list. It's the uh the guy that shows up to your ride with bike maintenance to do you know they show up like, <laughs> Ooh, that's right, a yeah. good one i gotta oh, i gotta pants. put a new tire on or something <laughs> guys we're like, let's let's meet at the trailhead at 10 a.m all right hold on i'm i'm here it's 10 but i got like an hour's worth of maintenance like, to do dude exactly. do you have any like orange seal in your trunk oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh we kill some yeah that's a good one i like that one because that's not one i would have thought of but that's so true and there's yeah. there's always there's always if you do in like a group ride there's always that person. It's like I gotta yeah. swap my pedals. My derailleur's a little off. Oh, you know I need some more sealant. Like, ah, oh, come on, bro. And that, <laughs> get there early. It definitely comes with experience, you know. California, not everything's as epic as say Colorado or 
other areas, you know, where there's these huge, huge epics, and, you know, you're out there for six hours, you know, 30, 40 miles from any sort of support, and it's like, right. yeah, I, th I think it's mostly experience. Um, doing some bigger rides in the Sierras has definitely taught Zach and I, you know, bring everything that you need so you can get out, so. Yeah, have you yeah. guys ever seen Brian's pack? <laughs> uh, not in person, no, but I've seen, I've seen it. <laughs> on his YouTube channel. I think the only thing that you've talked about is that saw. Brian, you might have to grab one of those folding saws. I have one. I don't, I don't bring it, but I have one. Yeah, that actually reminded me. I'm like, wait, I have a machete. And then I was like, yeah, I did buy like a folding saw, but I never haven't brought it along recently. But yeah, I carry a lot of stuff. Brian's got everything right. you could possibly <laughs> want in there. He does. Except a beer. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's got like he's got like fifty thousand milliamp hours worth of lithium ion. He's, a, he's like a like a nuclear bomb going yep. down the trails. Yeah. <laughs> so Zach, what do you think? What's your uh, trail taboo? I think riding with a uh, creaky bike. Is annoying. <laughs> when somebody else has the creaky bike. Yeah. You know, the guy it in the works. groove with uh, the bike that's just an orchestra of creaks <laughs> and pops and clicks. Pretty annoying. That yeah, might like, make you want to, that might, might, that might make you pull a Bluetooth speaker out, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That is, that is kind of annoying. I've noticed that if you did, like, dude, you should really put some, like, oil on your chain or grease yeah, your... Yeah, just your... lube your chain, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, grease. So we're talking points. about like chain pivot points. We're not talking about like brake pad choice because I mean, there's some obvious things that will happen depending on choice there. Yeah. yeah. My brother's bike. Squeak and stuff. My brother's bike that I did like the Whistler and BC trip. I go back and watch those videos and like, I'm surprised everyone didn't comment like, what the fuck is wrong with the bike? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so rattly. It's so. But, yeah, only a couple people I remember saying, like, what is going on? But, yeah, I watched those videos back. I'm like, oh, it's so, like, the clutch on his XDR derailleur has just always been kind of blown up. So it's like, noisy bike. Yep, I hate it. Because there's some people that just don't give a fuck. Like, they have one of those little bags underneath their seat, and there's tools rattling around in it. And they've got, like, everything. Like, they just don't spend any time babying their bike at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just a mess. It's, like, no, it's no better. Worst. It's the worst when someone has a like a creaky drivetrain on a climb too, and you're <laughs> yeah you're hearing it in the in the back of your head. Yes. You're like, and oh, you're already man. suffering. You're, you're already just like climb. yes, yes, miles <laughs> and miles of just like ah, and then that that little friggin' thing gnawing at you. Or the guy Start with the two by your own bike. The guy with the two by that doesn't know how to shift properly and he's cross chaining <laughs> and click click click. <laughs> so, do any of you guys have anything else on your list that you want to share? Uh, I was gonna say riding when it's too wet. Riding when it's too wet. The people that just say screw it, we're gonna go out there. I think we've all done that at some point. It totally depends on the trail too. If it's something super rocky, you know, right. it doesn't really matter as much as something that's pure clay and just a bunch of berms right or yeah. something that's super sandy that drains really well like the second it rains you can yeah, ride yeah. it probably rides better after rain actually but yeah then uh -huh. there's there's people that just they're splashing through puddles or widening the trail and 
Imba even has kind of guidelines as to what to do if you do encounter a puddle, like either wheelie through it or bunny hop it or just dismount if it's that bad. Um, what do you guys think? That's one of those things where I never knew until I I took like a backpacking class in college where it's like, no, you should stay on the trail. Don't go. It's just like kind of human nature to be like, oh, there's a big puddle here. I'm going to walk around it. But like, yeah, when 2000 people do that, then the trail gets all screwed up. So I think it's pretty much just ignorance of like, no, supposed to go right through. Keep keep straight. Stay on the trail. You know what I noticed, especially in the comment section is. You know, there's a lot of people you shouldn't ride when it's wet. And then there's other people, specifically from British Columbia and England. <laughs> yeah. That are like, they're like, what are you talking about, man? You, we would never, ever ride. Like, you yeah. guys are so silly. You know, like, who, who, who cares what the trail conditions are like? And I'm like, what? But it's true. <laughs> there, it's always wet in some places. And it's like, yeah. those trails are, Maybe they're built to withstand it, or maybe they just keep up with the maintenance more. I mean, how do they deal with that? Their soil content is totally different. It, yeah. It can just it can take the beating that it gets. I don't think I've ever seen a dry edit coming out of the UK. <laughs> yeah. You look at all the those 50 to 1 guys, and they're just yeah. smashing those ruts like repeatedly. You're like, oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. They're, you're just riding mud at that point, just <laughs> two foot deep mud ruts but yep. um, yeah so the way i want to leave off in this podcast is talk a little bit about the contest first of all i'm never ever doing a contest ever again <laughs> um i think i'm gonna i'm gonna make good on my promise to do one for the international people but i have a thousand unread messages in my inbox right now and it's oh. all like you have to go through it see if there's a video no video delete it done I don't even read it. I just delete. If you have no video, I'm sorry, but how am I supposed to like feature it on my channel with no video? Like you're in the United States, like everybody has a like no way. Um, also, if you don't have the resources to get your hands on a camera, then how are you going to take care of a bike? You know. Yeah. So <laughs> it's so uh, yeah. No video. Delete it. Um, now I have to get way pickier with the videos too. If it's just somebody like kind of sitting there for 15 seconds not really getting to the point i have to bail on the video yes. because if you think about yes. it 1000 videos let's say each of them is 1 minute long that's a that's a thousand minutes <laughs> when is this contest going to end so i have to watch the video for 15 seconds and if, if they're not starting to approach some kind of a point or grab my attention within the first 15 seconds it just gets it's got to get moved aside and i'm just going through tons and tons of these every day and then i'm just getting nothing but hatred in the comments yes, like exactly they're getting That's... a new bike and then you're getting your and it's like dude, dude like i was just like all right so i can't i'm getting the new model of this bike so i gotta do something with my own oh let me just give it to my subscribers let me just do something cool and now it's turned nope. into like just i'm an asshole you know yeah i've so, never been so sad reading the comments like everyone's like oh so youtube comments are so bad but uh those were the worst it was just so sad and it, i i get it like people are like oh man like they're such big fans that they're disappointed but holy yeah. shit um, no giveaways on no BKX goes guys. unpunished 
No good yeah. deed goes on part. And, you know, by the time I do the international one, which it's going to be some time before I can do that, there's going to be tons of new subscribers to the channel that didn't get to be part of this one, and then they're going to complain. I have already made the decision. This is the last time. I'm never. It's so much work, such an emotional drain. Um, yeah. In the end, we're going to have some really cool, deserving people that get these bikes, and the people who put yeah. in the effort, and they're just like, hey, man, if I win, if not... You know, there's so many people with good attitudes and everything, and yeah. it sucks that some people have to ruin it for them. And in the end, this is going to be super cool, and there's going to be super cool videos out yeah. of it, and it's going to be good vibes and everything, but I'm never doing it again. <laughs> I watched a few of the public videos, and they're good. There's a there's yeah. a few that are just, you know, Seth's Bike Hacks contest, and they kind of popped up in my feed, so I watched a yep. few. Yeah. I went down that rabbit hole. And one one other little announcement, and it's related to this. So a lot of people have been saying, Seth, your videos are getting stale. Seth, where are the riding tutorials? Where's like some dope riding? Like it's all repair stuff and contests and stuff like that. There's a really good reason for that. So I'm not going to give too many details, but I've been very, very preoccupied with a big project, which is going to indirectly relate to the channel. First of all, there's the contest, which has been sucking up all my time. But also, I just officially listed my house for sale. So yesterday, my house was on the market. So I'm not going to give any details about, you know, that. But what I will say is that having a yard and having a garage is going to make a huge, huge, huge difference. Because anytime I want to do a project, I'm going to have a place to do it. Anytime I need special tools that I can't fit in my, t- my two-bedroom townhouse, I'm going to be able to just get them all sorts of different content that I couldn't do before. I'm going to be able to do because I'm going to have a real workshop in the space to do things. So oh, yeah. I'm excited about that. But yeah, hang in there, guys. It's been, yeah, it's been sucking up my time a lot, and I haven't had the chance to really go out there and dedicate my time to videos. So I apologize for that, but I assure you in the end, it's, it's going to be cool. Will you break in the new house with a kitchen track stand? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. I think you need to. I think you need to bring the bike into the kitchen because that's like your first video, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I got to. That's, that's going way back. Yeah. If me, if, Only if, problem. He'll be, he he's going to be in the doghouse if he does that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll see. But yeah, it's been a bitch. I've had to repair all sorts of little things and just get it into showing condition and like do all this paperwork and back and forth with the bank and just yeah. So I've been uh, if it if the things haven't been normal lately, that's why. Any more um, success in, in in the hunt, dude? Uh yeah, yeah, a little really? bit. Really? Yeah, a little bit. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna keep looking around and yeah. I- I don't know who would try to buy a house in Alaska this time of year, but <laughs> Seth's a crazy person. He's trying to get into fat biking for the channel, right? I mean, I thought that was the goal. Yeah. And, man, it's dirt cheap, man. You can buy so much property. I only have to be able to make videos for one month out of the year. But <laughs> <laughs> Those dudes on the uh, travel channel, the uh, the guys that yep. live out in the wilderness, they're your neighbor, right? They built your house? They Yeah. Yeah. No internet either. I'm wilderness gonna, people. I'm going to do my uploads once a month. I'm going to go to the Starbucks <laughs> in Anchorage and uh, <laughs> and upload it. Now, in case uh, – if anybody who thinks that we're serious, like, dude, seriously. But um, 
Uh, thanks for joining us today on the Huck. We're going to get the Huck out of here, and we'll see you guys later. Peace. All right.